Hello and welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast about movies we haven't seen yet. I'm your host today. My name is Trent. I'm here with my wife, Betsy. She's also a host sometimes. Sometimes. Some, not today. Not today. So, <laughs> But I'm here. Today's episode, <laughs> we had such a good time covering the five movie Twilight Saga that we decided why not keep the the party rolling with another fucking vampire movie. More vampires. <laughs> yes. So today we are going to watch the classic 2003 film, let's say. You're using some words here, descriptors, very generously, I think. Yeah. Uh, this movie is called Underworld. Yes, it is. Betsy, I have seen Underworld. Uh-huh. You have not. I have not seen Underworld. It's one of the few movies that I have seen that you haven't. Correct. So, Betsy, we're going to go through the normal question. The normal procedure. The normal procedure. Why haven't you seen Underworld? So, I know this came out in the early 2000s, and before we recorded, you informed me it was 2003. Yeah. So, usually my best bet, if it's 2002-3, is I was a senior in high school, slash a freshman in college, depending on which part of the year this came out. Mm -hmm. I had a job. I had kind of a lot going on. I was getting ready to go to college. Busy, so, you know, busy, busy. Yeah. And I didn't really go to movies, certainly not by myself. Couldn't be bothered. I just didn't have a whole lot of extra time on my hands. And when I did, I was usually just wanting to be home. The other reason, there's just a slew of movies like this movie slew is a good term from the early aughts yeah. that are just the most aggressively 2000s movies <laughs> that you could come up with yeah. in about this four year span mm -hmm. and you know you had this Van Helsing you yeah. had oh god Resident Evil mm -hmm. it was the trend so there's a lot of these like not even hyper-violent necessarily. Mm -hmm. I have no idea because I haven't seen this. But, like, you can predict what they're going to be. There's probably some electronic musical soundtrack. <laughs> if it's not electronic, it's rock music. Everybody's going to be wearing pleather. <laughs> and we've talked about the fact that there's a lot of movies that we have covered for this show from 2002. And this and there's is a lot of them, the same thing. There's a lot of them that have similar similarities. Um, so what do you know about Underworld specifically before we go and watch it? So I know this is the first of like three. There's a bunch of them. There are several of them. Yeah. I know the star is Kate Beckinsale. Indeed. Other than her, I do not know, I cannot name anyone else in this movie. I, again, imagine mm -hmm. there are people I recognize. You will absolutely recognize at least a couple. Okay. I know it has to do with vampires. My assumption is she is a vampire. I do not know, however, if it's like a weird Renesmee situation where she's like born <laughs> of vampires. She's special. If it's Blade, where it's like half vampire. Um, that's another one from the, you know, late 90s, early aughts. Oh, we've seen all the Blade movies. <laughs> we have. <laughs> you have. You have made me watch those a few times. I have subjected Betsy to bl uh, all three Blade movies. So we will, we will not be covering those on this show. No, we'll have to subject someone else to those if we want to watch sure, Blade. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, it's just in that kind of genre of 
movies like that. Yeah. I do not know what this is, though. I just know vampire stuff, question mark? Okay. <laughs> and Kate Beckinsale. This was kind of their attempt at making her a really big action movie star. So there's probably some guns. I mean, maybe. They, they succeeded in the fact that they kept on making these damn movies. I and guess. I think she's in all of them. She is. Yeah. And you would think if you're going to do like a bunch of sequels to this kind of mediocre franchise that you would maybe recast the main person and then just make it on the cheap. Maybe. No, they went full hog like they did with the Resident Evil movies. I guess. Mila Jovovich is the star of all like five of those movies. There's a new one coming out too, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, not starring her though. No, but it's there, the There's first a Netflix one. series about Resident Evil. Is it a series? It's a series, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what this actually is. But as I said, I'm kind of making some assumptions about what I'm going to watch based on what else was going on in cinema at that time. Mm. I think there's going to be some Matrix style action sequences like slow-mo flying through the air bullshit. Oh, yeah. If there's guns, there's going to be some wild gunfights. There's going to be, as I said, stylistic. I have a feeling this movie movie is going to have a very blue palette. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just think gray. I think gloomy. I think vampires. I'm just assuming there's going to be kind of this glow about this movie, but okay. like a darkness, you know? Okay. okay. Probably at night a lot. <laughs> Because, uh-huh. you know, vampires. So I'll be interested in the vampire lore of this particular vampire to see how uh, consistent or inconsistent it is. Now... I have not seen this movie in, God, probably close to 15 years. I I remember precious little about it other than I know these people show up. I know there's this other, this guy that shows up. I know that there is a warring clan, let's say. And as far as like what the story is, I don't really remember. I also don't really remember the lore. Like, Mm -hmm. We always talk about, we want to know what this universe is like. How are your vampires different than other vampires in other fiction? And how do they exist in the world? Yeah. Are they completely, like, hidden from the rest of the world? Do Like, how do they die? Do they die from sunlight, you know, garlic, steaks to the heart, things like that? Do they sparkle in the daytime? <laughs> right. Right. I, I, would, I always am curious about that shit. My assumption is she's an anti-hero because usually when you're a vampire, your whole thing is blood and killing people. But you're a hot, sexy vampire. But you're a hot, sexy vampire. So, yeah, I have just a lot of guesses what I think is going to happen based on the little I know about this movie and the other stuff around this time. All right. I don't know if it's going to be any good. I think I've set the bar pretty low. So at the very least, this will probably exceed my expectations. If if they made fucking five of these or however many, it's got to be at least some kind of quality. I'm looking forward to some really, in retrospect, god-awful CG. Yes. All right, that's it. Let's go and watch the first Underworld from 2003. We will be right back.
we are back. What'd you think about Underworld, Betsy? So that was exactly what I said it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You, you uh, had it. You had it, it. And it wasn't, uh, it, it was blue, but it was more that thing where everybody's just like ultra washed out. Like it's yeah. just very bright. Like all of the colors were gone out yep. of this movie except for red. The whole thing takes place at nighttime. Yeah. It rains like the whole goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. I will tell you. I kind of think the reason that you didn't remember much about this was that it's pretty boring. For a vampire slash werewolf movie. You paused it in the uh-huh. middle because somebody called you. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it, we're only halfway through this? Like, mm-hmm. the pacing is just abysmal. And you would think that with as much lore as they're trying to, like, dole out here, which there's not a lot. No. You would think that it's trying to get you interested in what the what the final game is here. No, like, there, there's not really much love in this love story. The action sequences no. are underwhelming. The plot is very convoluted. And, like, it, the plot is given to you in, like narration there's there's a voiceover of celine at the beginning at the very beginning and a couple of times during the movie Uh uh-huh like we couldn't use dialogue to explain this so we're just gonna do a little voiceover yeah but it's inconsistent like do it all like give give me a ton Mm -hmm. like it's her journal or something fine i'll buy that yeah but it's one of these things where This is clearly evident that whoever wrote this movie had not spent a lot of time writing screenplays because it's just like, oh, this is the bad guy. Just kidding. It's actually this guy. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. It's this guy. Oh, once more for the people in the back. It's someone else entirely. Yep. And allegiances change. And I don't know why I'm supposed to care and the good guys are bad guys, and the bad guys are good guys, and mm-hmm. Celine is like one note the whole fucking movie. I just, everyone has a tragic backstory. <laughs> like, it's just predictable. And it's the yeah. thing that I was saying where, you know, this is a few years coming off the, tra- the tale of The Matrix. Yeah. Everybody was trying to be the next Matrix. Oh, yeah. So this movie is so much style over substance, and the style isn't there either. (laughs) No, because it's all imitation. Yeah. You got so many people in leather and in trench coats, Uh and the guns are all over the place. Sleek sunglasses. Okay, let's just talk about the tone a little bit here. And it's not necessarily like, like the tone of the acting or the dialogue or anything like that. It is more, this is a vampire slash werewolf movie. There is a whole lot of guns. Yeah. And a whole lot of just punching dudes. Yeah. They casually throw. What the fuck are you doing? You have these creatures of the night, Betsy, and they need to be fucking people up. With their bodies, and it just turned into some just generic action movie. And they have, like, conveniently designed 
guns to fit the lore like look i've made a gun that shoots bullets that destroy vampires but we don't really explain those they must have stolen them from the government uh and then they like have guns that shoot silver nitrate which again mm-hmm. aren't vampires also bad with silver sure but so are lichens yeah but the whole crux of the movie is that she a vampire has to bite someone who's full of silver nitrate so apparently these vampires silver doesn't bother them it's fine we don't actually hear yes or no on that question we do though because at the beginning of the movie the very first action sequence we don't know who any of these people are right but we find out it's vampires and they're hunting they're following these werewolves yeah, the they, lichens, they hunt werewolves and one of them gets shot and he's like sizzling and pulls out the bullet and he's literally like holding this bullet in his fingers and his fingers are sizzling because hmm. it's a silver bullet. She picks it up. Nothing. Hmm. Nothing. Hmm. So right at the beginning of this movie, they're like, no, silver doesn't bother these vampires for plot reasons. Sure. <laughs> and like I said in the intro, I like when they explain things and they don't explain shit. No. Like, you are assuming that these vampires can't be out in the daytime. You don't see any of that until the end when they explain the way, way, way back story. Mm-hmm. Like 600 years ago, this happened, and they burn one of their own vampires uh, with sunlight and they die. Yep. No, there's no other sunlight references other than the UV bullets. Yeah. 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 Which, okay, the UV bullets were used also... In Blade 2, I've seen this before once. I don't remember that, but I believe you. (laughs) The silver nitrate stuff was, I think, also in Blade? I think? Or or some other vampire thing. Not to continue to harp on this, but this movie has true blood. It does. It has synthetic cloned blood. They have synthetic blood that vampires created because there's a company that the vampires own. Yeah, they own the company. It's a big cash cow for them, they say. (laughs) So, again. It's just like little bits and bobs from other vampire things. Yeah. And if that wasn't enough, Michael Sheen's in this movie, (laughs) who you'll remember from our recent Twilight episodes. But instead of being on the vampire side in this one, he's one of the Lycans. He's the head of the Lycan. They Mm -hmm. don't say his name for like half the movie. And this is a big problem I have. All of the plot hinges on stuff you find out later. So they're giving you so little, you're confused at the beginning. Everything's a twist. And there are also like characters in the movie that are about to say plot items, but then uh, Lucian just says, no, 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 no. You don't need to say anymore. He literally says that to to the doctor guy. Quit now. Mad scientist. No, 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 no. Stop that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a mad scientist... They're trying to make, you know... Dr. Werewolf, Betsy. Dr. Werewolf, excuse me. (laughs) He didn't go to Werewolf Medical School for seven years to be called Mr. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yes. There's 
a vampire who can apparently be impregnated. Right. Apparently, by that's a, a thing. Werewolf. That's a thing. Uh, the werewolf transformations are gross. Like they're really unpleasant, and they're this weird, like sort of computer animated but sort of animatronic, like weird yeah. costumes. And yeah. I'll say this about- It's about, all over the place. About the CG. They could have gone completely overboard here in 2003. Yes. Think about where we were back then as far as CG. They could have went further. I'm glad they didn't. The, I think yeah. it, it, it was pretty inoffensive. I fair enough. There's one sequence when Victor is being reanimated that looks like it's it's the whole thing where the camera is like whooshing through the body inside. And it's reanimating all the dead flesh inside and the organs and shit. Mm-hmm. That is very 2003. Yes. But that was about it. You know what else is really 2003? Scott Speedman. Yeah. So of course the plot of this movie is they start the vampires are watching the werewolves and the werewolves are following a human. Yeah. We don't know why and we don't find out why for again like half the movie. Mm-hmm. Like oh he's very interesting to them but we don't know why. And it's fucking Scott Speedman. And at first he came on the screen and I was like is that the guy from Felicity? <laughs> <laughs> you know talking about somebody I haven't seen like probably in 20 years. Yeah. He didn't exactly give a, have a movie career take off mm-hmm. after that TV show. Yeah. So he's just sort of generic white guy with the haircut that every guy in a rock band had in 2003. <laughs> he had the Chad Kroger. He had the Chad Kroger. <laughs> he had the Gavin Rossdale. Yep. The... Fuck, you know, the guy Brandon Boyd looked like that from Incubus. For a little while, He yeah. looked like that in 2003. The guy from The Calling. Yes. Every band you can think of. Yes, he had that hair. <laughs> and I, I said this while we were watching it. He was like kind of a proto- Michael Fassbender. I didn't his, see his that, kind of but... look, just his face, his physique, all that shit, just screamed Michael Fass. But Michael Fassbender has like two times as many teeth as this guy. He also has <laughs> a lot more charm. Michael Fassbender sure. can be standing there doing nothing. But I'm just talking about his look. I and I am too. <laughs> he's Fine. he's he's also just a better actor. Of Scott course. Speedman, I don't Scott blame. Speedman does not have a career after this. I also don't blame him. I blame the script because you have some yeah. actually really good actors in this movie. Sure. But they have been given next to nothing to do. I would say the the, the, the most acting that happens is Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Yeah, he does the heaviest lifting in this yeah. movie. He has an actual emotional arc here mm-hmm. that again we don't get revealed until the very very end of the movie. Right. Where he's the bad guy, except maybe he's not. He he's was just th- misunderstood. Right. He's like. Uh, Oh, Thanos actually has a really good point about uh, uh, genocide. Yeah, like we all have to get on Lucian's side because he's been wronged. Right. It's always about a woman, Trent. Of course. Because you have to have something bad happen to the woman to advance the plot of the man. Of course. That is how Mm -hmm. these things work. So here's a big thing I wanted to bring up the second he showed up on this screen. All right. Do you remember who Michael Sheen was with for a really long time? Kate Beckinsale. Correct. Yeah. 
this was the year they broke up. Did Underworld kill their relationship? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I had no idea they had made a movie together. And yeah, literally 2003 is when they pinpoint that those two were no longer a couple. Mm. Then you, shouldn't, went, you should not work with your spouse. Apparently, yeah. as we say as we record. <laughs> and this is this is a leisure activity. A leisure activity. All right. <laughs> if if we were doing this professionally, we yes. have to we'd have to get divorced or something. <laughs> nah. Nah. But yeah, I thought that if was If it helped the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Twist drama. <laughs> Subscribe now. Push the button. Give us money. We are going through a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> we need Lawyers your money. are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> if it if it gets you on board, why not? Uh, anyway, anyway, but yeah. So the two of them together uh, on screen, but they had like no scenes together or next to no scenes together. Not really. She shoots them a couple of times. Yeah. At the very end, they're both together, but yeah, they're barely on screen together. Right. At all. Uh, who else shows up in this? Uh, you've got. Uh, Bill Nye yeah. shows up yeah. as and, an ancient vampire. Right, and I knew that there were, th- I think, three other than Kate Beckinsale actors that you were going to know. There's a lot of, like, side characters, like, yeah. smaller parts yeah. that I'm like, oh, I've seen that person like, in that the, one thing. That, that, uh, the head of security played Vinny in Snatch. Yep, so that guy, yeah, very I, British the man. The only thing I've ever seen him in was that. Yep, uh, but Bill Nye is the resurrected Victor. Yep, yep. and he plays uh, Davy Jones in the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He is a very good character actor, he and is. he's not wasted here. Yes, he's doing that thing where he's being reanimated, and he's doing his weird like clicking and yeah. head twitching that he yeah. always does. That's just a weird idiosyncrasy of him. Yeah, he is an abs... If there's one word to describe that actor, it's idiosyncratic. (laughs) But he's good. He's a good actor. Yes. I don't think he's bad in this because he's playing an over-the-top character. Uh, But then there's, you know, other random side people. So, like, there's another vampire chick who I was like, oh, I kind of recognize her. I finally had to look her up. I can't remember her name now. Erica something. Again, early 2000s actors. The thing i know her from is tristan and isolde it was like 2006 or 7 i saw it once it's not good you know that kind of again just stereotypical what every woman looked like in 2003 she's a generic blonde girl yeah that's about it you know who she reminded me of in this because they look almost exactly the same um what she look like one of the fannings uh, I mean, yeah, to a degree she does. Yeah. You know, Dakota all grown up. Sure. Uh, but she looks like the chick who's on Chuck. Oh. What's her name? Yvonne? Who, Yvonne, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, That's who she looks like. Uh, they have the same blonde, big blue she's eyes, a lot taller, cute. Though. Ah, it's not important. She's barely in this movie and her plot it points are matter. irrelevant. It doesn't matter. She's the woman scorned who, again, makes the plot go forward. Yep, that's all reason she's there. Yeah. She's not needed otherwise. Uh, and then, of course, there's like this random character development where Michael, Scott's character, Scott yeah. Speedman's character, yeah. he is like an intern or something uh, a hospital no, he's a surgeon he's a surgeon yes it's because so the thrown other, away the other dude 
<laughs> who was an, another doctor, this is... complimented him on the surgery that okay. he just performed. Well, the other guy, his one friend, the one other male in this yeah. movie who is working at the hospital because there's no one else at the hospital, if you re- if you realize this. Just cops. Just cops who aren't really cops. Right. I looked at him and I was like, hey, it's that guy from Prison Break yeah. whose name I never remember. I just <laughs> always remember he has an old white man name. He's a, he has a rich white man a name. A rich white man name. His name's fucking Wentworth Miller. Wentworth Bartholomew. <laughs> I'm, I'm making that up. But no, yeah, his name is Wentworth. What the f- Every yeah. time I see him, I've completely forgotten his name. I just know he sounds like a rich old white dude. Yes. Wentworth Miller. And he had hair here. He is very young here. He is very young. He was born in 72. So actually, he wasn't that old. No. In 2003. No, I suppose not. Yeah. And he would have been doing Prison Break not long after this. Yeah. Because that was kind of mid before he kind of bulked up and shaved his head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he's almost unrecognizable. Yeah. He's also wearing glasses. He, and he has so much hair. Yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't have told you he had black hair. No, not at all. Because I've never seen the man with hair. He's always had a shaved head. Mm-hmm. So there's just these random people who show up for plot reasons and, you know, there's, like, introduction of new characters who we immediately kill. And the whole plot is the werewolves, so the lichens, they call them in this, yeah. are having a centuries-long war with the vampires. That's all Kate Beckinsale does. Her character, Celine, again, totally missed her name. You had to tell me what it was. because They it's don't like, say it until, like, they're back at the compound. They're really bad at introducing characters and giving you oh, yeah. crucial details. Uh-huh. They're really bad. And again, yeah. I blame the script and the screenwriter yes. for most of 100%. the problems of this movie. Yeah, she is a death dealer, which is to say she's a soldier to go out and kill Lycans. That's all she does. That's her entire... Mm-hmm character. Yes, and their job is to go out and exterminate the the werewolves. Period. Yeah. They want them to not exist anymore. But she becomes infatuated with this Michael guy for reasons. Sure. And then he's he's, he's kind of hot, I guess. Nah, fine. He's fine. I don't care. <laughs> okay, that's He's the, not doing much for me. That's <laughs> see, I'm going to tell you this story. But I never watched Felicity. <laughs> fine. Uh, I'm going to tell you the story. So, I watched this movie back when it was pretty damn new. I'm the sure you did. The first time I watched it, I watched it with a friend who was very you know the friend I'm talking about. Uh, who was very much into vampires and hot men and hot women. Uh-huh. And this movie is full of that shit. It's full of shit, all right. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the reason why we went to go and see it. She was very much into Scott Speedman. Okay. And that's just kind of her thing while he's tied up on the on the thing at the very end of the movie and he's just like all muscly and flexing like crazy because he's, he's, trying to break he's free. going through the, ch- the change and trying to break free. Oh yeah, that was quite her, her, uh, her treat. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> it was doing nothing for me. Me either, his, obviously. His but... character is so woefully underdeveloped. And yeah. I didn't care. <laughs> and we always talk about, you know, vampire movies and they're... Vampires are meant to be like mysterious and sexy. Yeah. There's hardly anything sexy about anybody in this movie. Kate Beckinsale is like attractive in general, but they don't play that up at all. She's in her leather cat outfit and whatever else, but they're not like lingering on her. They're not like 
surreptitiously showing her butt or doing anything like that. Yeah, they're, I mean, I should appreciate that they're not sexing her up. Yeah. Because, you know, that's the easy way out. And it can be gratuitous. It can be. And she just gets to be a badass. But she's, like, not feminine enough. She's not badass enough. Yeah. She's just sort of one note. And, yeah, she shimmies around in her little cat suit and her leather jacket yeah, and man. her corset. She yeah. wears a fucking corset over she her leather jumpsuit. She wears a corset in almost everything that she does in this entire decade of movies that she does. It's true. If you, you haven't seen, you have seen Van Helsing, haven't you? Yeah, which she made promptly after this movie and it's right. like, why? Put the put the corset down. Go do something else. I don't know. Nate, do you Van think Helsing, you act better in a Van corset because it worked once? No. It Van did, Helsing sucks. It does. It's real boring. It's yeah. real bad. Like, why would you agree to make another movie when you just made a vampire movie where there's vampires and werewolves like why would you do that money i get it but you need better management sweetheart like she's a good actress i have seen her do a variety of things the first thing that she made her first major movie she was doing shakespeare she did much ado about nothing Mm -hmm. and she's great in it she's like a baby she's like (laughs) 17 or something she's very young i don't think i've ever seen her in anything else but this movie Wow, interesting. I yeah. mean, she's never had like an like an amazing career, but she's had she's worked. Sure. And I'm sad that she is now defined by she's this kind of character. wasted on this she's stuff. So but you know wasted. what? She signed on for five goddamn movies. I had no idea until ten minutes ago that there were five of these fucking things. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, good on her. She committed to this character. She committed to the fans who liked her as this character. And good on her. I just have to hope that the other ones get better because you can look at this one and see. I'm sure they don't. I just mean in the very least to do her some service, like for crying out loud. But going back to your point, we got on this topic because you're talking about vampires being sexy. Yeah. Yeah. They're all wearing like very restrictive Corsets, leather. Well, and all the dudes are wearing like the big billowy Kate, trench coats. Trench coats. We can't, like, I just kept thinking, like, can't vampires just like chill out in sweatpants once in a while? <laughs> and then I was thinking about it how, you know, I wish they would make a movie about vampires, like underachieving vampires. And then I realized they already did, and it's what we do in the show. I was just going to say. It's totally the reason I love that movie. It is everything that every other vampire movie is not. They are. We have said this before <laughs> plenty of times. What we do in the shadows is the best vampire movie ever made. It is not it is underrated. Not, it is rated. It is perfect. <laughs> it is not under discussion. It is the truth. It is because <laughs> it takes every trope from one of these movies and turns it on its head yeah. and makes it fucking hilarious. And I just There's love sexy it. vampires in that one, but yeah. not how you think. <laughs> no, no. Uh. So, yeah, I just kept thinking that, like, everybody is so restricted and uptight. It's like, is there some weird rule that when you turn into a vampire that you're an immortal, you have to wear yeah. red and black and leather and pleather? Right. And even like Victor was saying, as as he was waking up, he was like decrying the vampire coven being decadent. There's not really anything decadent about what they're doing. They're just kind of hanging out in the parlor area, like hanging out on each other's laps. Yeah. And doing what? 
There's they're no, not doing anything. There's no sexy times. No. The only people who actually drink blood are the people who are like having like the fucking wine glasses at the big meeting of the American and I guess Hungarian. Or I, I guess this is like a European coven. They're in Hungary. Yeah. They never say it, but you they never can say deduce it, it by yeah. Googling things. Yeah, but they have this big <laughs> meeting. That's the only time they actually drink blood. Yeah. Otherwise, no vampires attack any humans and drink their blood. No, the only times you see anybody biting necks is Michael Sheen bites the uh, Scott Speedman character. So yes. Lucian bites Michael. Yep. Which I'm, again... He, I was like, wait, is he a vampire or is he a werewolf? Because he's got the blue eyes and then fangs come out. Yeah, he's like biting his neck and sucking his blood, but only to collect a blood sample. And he's not trying to suck it. He's just trying to get it on his face. He's just trying to get some blood. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, when she turns Michael into a vampire werewolf hybrid sure. thing. Right. <laughs> And again, she's not trying to suck his blood either. No, she's He's just got to bite him. biting him to get him infected with her blood. So yeah, there's just a lot of gaps. Like, we don't care about the fact that these are immortals who have to drink blood to survive. They also have kind of weird things saying, oh, the lichens feed on humans. Because the lichens right. are also apparently immortal because Lucian is hundreds of years old. Yeah. Like, they just, again, throw away dialogue. Throw away dialogue. (laughs) Well, even like you said before, they manufacture blood. They just kind of brush that off that, oh, yeah, we don't need to feed on actual humans. Yeah, so is that the whole thing going on here? Like, we've just, we've advanced beyond that? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and, um, Lucian even says, uh, Victor got tired of feeding off of cattle now you can interpret oh, that I a lot of that different line. yeah you can in, you can interpret that a lot of different ways because cattle could refer to animals it could also refer to humans that they are like keeping as cattle to yep. feed off of yeah but this is like the 600 years ago thing when kate beckinsale's character was was created a vampire victor was the one who attacked her family and killed her family because he was sick of feeding off cattle on occasion, he'll go out and actually kill human beings right. and drink their blood. But at the same time, he was grieving the loss of his daughter and wanted a new daughter. And here's a girl who kind of reminds me of her. Yes. Yeah, and again, tragic backstory. Everyone gets a tragic backstory. We're handing him out. Right. You know, and then Michael Sheen's character... He was in love with the daughter, well, and, and they he, got married, and then it was all forbidden, so well, we had to kill her. Right, and he was um, saying lichens were actually slaves of vampires. Yeah. They were their daytime protectors. Mm-hmm. So the big thing here that, that caused the war is Victor found out about this. He made Lucian watch as... His lover and 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 uh, baby baby his mama. Wife, he says, his my bride. Bride, yes. Yeah. And his baby mama, uh, be burned alive as she is hit with sunlight. Yep. And this is what caused the entire uprising and war of the past six hundred years. This is the war. Yeah. This is why. And of course, Lucine says it was not my war. It is Victor's war. Yeah. And we're gonna solve it by making a vampire werewolf hybrid right 
because it is the thing that Victor fears the most is like the impurity of their bloodline right. and the coven. And, and there's a lot of that in vampire. Sure, and there's a lot of that in vampire lore. Uh-huh. Uh, like our bloodline needs to be pure and we have these covens here and there and everywhere. And it's, 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 it's kind of a, a, an old trope of this kind of fiction. Mm-hmm. And of course, this entire discussion has been going on without mentioning one character, Craven, mm-hmm. who is kind of a, a pivotal character in this in this story. Uh, he is basically put in charge of this coven because, uh, I guess, one of the elder vampires goes to sleep and he puts someone in charge while he's sleeping and there are other coverns around the world. They kind of keep swapping out who's in charge, yeah. but in the changing of the guard. Right. There's a chain yeah. that, that cannot be broken like every century or so. I don't know however many centuries. Yep. You get to reign and then you get to reign right. and then so I the, go to sleep while you right. reign. So the one that is reigning now is Amelia. I think so. I think so. Again, Poorly explained. Right. And, <laughs> and I could have could have gotten a little bit more out of that, but... Yeah, yeah again, we have not talked about Amelia. I don't know who this is. She nope. shows up, we kill her, and then it's over. And it's right. like, what the fuck is her relevance? Right, so we got Amelia, who is reigning now. We've got Marcus, who we don't actually see. But they casually mention, like, he is part of the same bloodline as Michael. Like, sure. they throw that in there somewhere, right. just because reasons. right. Uh, so he, he, it's actually his turn next, but instead of waking up Marcus, they wake up Victor. Well, um, it, so Celine wakes up Victor. She yes. goes in there and jumps the gun right. to surprise everybody. Like, yeah. I need your help. And I need Celine, your advice. And Celine has this connection with Victor because she was made by Victor. And at this point, she doesn't know the real truth. She doesn't, yes. But she needs his help because uh, the Craven dude yeah. uh, has apparently gone down in vampire lore mm-hmm. as the one who killed Lucian. Yeah, there was this big, huge battle mm-hmm. way back when, when the war started. But they Craven, was, Craven was the one who claims that he was actually the one who killed Lucian. But in reality... All they did was cut a deal. Yep, and he's been laying low and you get, getting power. You get to be the, the vampire that claims that you killed me. I'm going to tear a piece of my flesh with, with a tattoo on it that, mm. that proves that it's me to show everybody else so that you can be celebrated as this conquering hero. But in reality, I'm going to, uh, I as Lucian, I'm going to go underground, literally, and start to replenish our ranks. Because this war is going to continue going on until we can figure out how to create this hybrid vampire so that this war will end. Because once the hybrid is around, then there's no differences between us. It is his idea anyway. They'll be stronger and better and, you know, we can end all of this nonsense. Right, and... and I'm not going to be with another vampire because there's a war going on. And if either of us are found out, we'll be killed. Mm -hmm. So. So I have one observation about this whole thing. Where are the lady lichens? Hmm. There's not one female werewolf in this movie. Hmm. (laughs) That's a good point. 
I don't think I noticed any. Like, they had a lot of shots of them all congregating underground. Uh Uh-huh. And And I think you're right. You had several opportunities to demonstrate there are women vampires. Right. There are many of them. And they could have shown some, not like transforming or anything, Mm -hmm. but they had the opportunity to actually show female female, uh, werewolves down in the the depths, uh, in, in the underground. In the sewer. In the sewers, while they're all congregating. That doesn't happen. No, I'm fairly confident those are all dudes. Wow. I never never noticed that. Tough dudes who like to fight and bark at each other. (laughs) (laughs) There's very little. Like, think about all the Twilight jokes about, like, wet dog and dog stinking and things like that. Mm -hmm. There's none of that here. None of that. There's no humor at all in this fucking movie. It's way... They they take themselves way too seriously. It's so serious. And there is not enough chemistry between the two people who are supposed to be in love. No. I don't buy it. There's not enough conflict between the people who are supposed to hate each other the people who have cut a deal like i don't care i didn't care yeah, about none of any this any of you none of this was earned Mm-mm. um and i'll say this i never said that this movie was good <laughs> <laughs> it's <In> my defense <laughs> okay so i i did kind of enjoy the movie to a point it is not a bad movie. It is certainly more interesting than Twilight. No, this is the thing. is It's not a bad movie. It's not a good movie. It's just boring yeah. and confusing There's at no times. There's no reason why this movie should have been boring. And we already pointed no. out the things that I think are, are bad about it. In that you got these fucking superhuman creatures who can rip up some motherfuckers... And this movie is rated R. They could have gone so much further mm-hmm. in in like the violence and the blood and the gore and everything else. They say fuck twice. Yeah. It's basically Mike, a PG-13 movie. You could have easily, easily cut this down to a PG-13. You also could have cut this down to a cool 90 minutes because the pacing was awful. <laughs> the pacing was awful, but I could have actually gone a little bit further and added more so that they could have actually explained shit. If you did it it well. If you did it well, I would not welcome more of this movie as it is with the people who made it simply because the two hours it was was almost unbearable. Agreed. I will give you the end of the movie is interesting enough. The final, like... The revelations. Like when we finally know what's happening and Michael Sheen gets to do some actual acting. Mm -hmm. But then it's all like over as soon as it starts. Like there's no real explanation. The vampires show up. Oh no. And how did they get there? And we're going to shoot guns down this corridor. We knew where they were. We get our our Matrix moments. There are at least two or three Matrix Mm -hmm. moments in this this movie. And they're mostly in this sequence. And they're mostly in this sequence. At the very beginning of them at the... uh, the subway stop. Uh-huh. That was very Matrix because they're yes. shooting the, the pillars and things are falling off of them. And yeah, I got so many Matrix vibes off of this, especially Kate Beckinsale. She's very much a Trinity. Yep. Her hair's all gelled up. Her her hair. You know what? I, I'll say this. I think her hair looks really good. I think she the looks length, great in this movie. The length of the hair it's, works yes. perfectly for her, like whipping it around. Yes. Uh, th- she looks incredible. But nothing else really fits in with this aesthetic that they're that they're going for. No, 
They didn't need to have the big ass trench coats and the leather everything and them like armed to the teeth. Why do vampires need so many fucking guns? Speaking of being armed to the teeth, there's one you never use. (laughs) You have teeth. Use them. Right. You're right. You're right. But at least they actually have fangs in this movie. They do. As and like the whole Twilight. time. They don't yeah. they do kind of get bigger at certain junctures. Yes. There's always kind of a protrusion there. Yes. Like you could see Kate Beckinsale, she has a little bit of a protrusion in her mouth mm-hmm. because of what she has in there. So there's always something there. Yes. But when they're actually going to use their fangs, like that blonde chick after uh, the dude wakes up and she thinks that he's a, a werewolf. Well, yeah, she finds out that he's been bitten by a werewolf. So right. she freaks out onto the ceiling and hisses at him. Right. <laughs> you know, as one does. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. So, like, those come out there, mm-hmm. but at no other time. No. All right. Well, there's not really much else to, to, to cover with this one overall, like, plot. There's not really much else to cover at all when it comes to the plot. So, no. I mean, there's a few th- things that I wrote down that I wanted to mention. Uh, I think the most famous scene in the movie is, like, basically Kate Beckinsale with her two machine pistols uh, just kind of going nutso. And, she like, does that a lot. The, the most famous scene in the movie is her in this apartment where my, it's it's Michael's apartment building and Michael gets into the elevator she couldn't get in there so instead of like finding the stairs she just shoots a hole all around her with her pistols and just drops down to the to the next floor that's how things work Trent yes she made her own elevator yes she did <laughs> yeah and if that's the most famous scene, then uh, that's a bad one because I it did is. not know that was coming. <laughs> I, I, that's the one I remember anyway. All right, then. Uh, yeah, I just had like a couple other random moments that I was like, really, this is going to happen right now. So like uh, when Michael is in the back of the cop car yep. and he's starting his first transformation into a werewolf. Yeah, because that's the, the full moon night and... This is where the cops, instead of trying to get him to, you know, not do that or anything else, they ignore it and crank up loud rock music while this dude's going full wolf in the backseat. Yep. (laughs) It's like, well, that's stupid. It's a very 2003 moment. It was just, we need to put this music that we've licensed in the movie somewhere. So here we go. This was one of the next things I was going to talk about. There is very little music in this movie. I expected there to be a lot more. Yeah, definitely. It's mostly score. Yeah. And I I watched the credits all the way through, and there was only one band that I recognized, and I didn't even recognize their song. It was a perfect circle. Oh, okay. They had a song in this somewhere. Um, But nothing else did I recognize. They hardly had any music during the movie. There was like three songs in the credits. Yeah. But that's it. Yep. This movie should have been chock-a-block full of licensed music. But I feel like maybe the budget wasn't there. Uh, maybe they just didn't trust it to really turn a profit, so they didn't pay for all the music. Maybe. I would be willing to bet that later ones have a lot more music. I have to agree. They made five. I say again, <laughs> they've made five of these. Uh-huh. As recently as six years ago, which, what the hell, I missed that entirely. <laughs> right. Uh, The only other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, when we first 
have the scene where she sees Lucian but doesn't know that's who it is. Yeah. They have a big fight sequence and he has a sword that like pops out from his sleeve. Yep. And it's just like, hey, cool, he got a retractable sword. Uh, but he uses it in that sequence. And then at the final fight scene, mm-hmm. he shoots it out and gets, uh, what was it, Craven in the leg? Yeah. And I just immediately went, Ejecto Sordo, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Throwing it all the way back to Fast and Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious. There you go. Thanks, Tyrese. Yeah, that's all I could think of was Ejecto Sordo, cuz. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like everybody has like weird swords concealed in their clothes. He's he's like uh, Assassin's Creed. He's got the knife. He's got the the wrist blade. It's on, yeah, he has on the top like on yeah, the top is, of his this blade. This is a bigger but... blade than what Assassin's Creed has. Yes, yes. And then Bill Nye has a sword just kind of like chilling right. inside his long coat. Right. Because, you know, we're vampires. He's, He's the, an old the, vampire. The two oldest ones don't use guns. They have concealed weapons in the form of sharp pointies. <laughs> I would have rather this be more of that kind of a movie than guns everywhere. It yeah. gets old. No it more really guns does. akimbo, thank you. No thanks. I don't like the shoot 'em up. It's just stupid. Not in a vampire movie. No. Two more things for me and then we'll we'll get out of here. Um apparently vampires are a lot more fragile in this universe than any other universe I've seen. In that Number one, vampires have to breathe, apparently. Yeah, they have because beating they hearts. Got, they got in an accident. They got underwater. And that scene was dumb. Uh, they went underwater and Michael has to save Celine from drowning. Because she's lost so much blood. Uh, and she's passed out. Right. And then they go in the water and she's going to drown because right. she breathes. Because she's, were- oh, she, mm-hmm. she's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do realize she wouldn't be able to breathe in that corset anyway. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> That's one way to make it so you can't breathe. But then, like, she is going around at the very end while she's betraying her kind. She's, like, breaking the necks of these other vampire dudes. Yeah. Well, and then when she was in the water, she spit up water. Well, the only reason right. you do that is if you inhaled it. Also, she cries regular tears yeah in every other vampire fiction i have seen vampires cry it's been blood yep so they just didn't go with any of the dark stuff no they they kind of dumbed down the vampires and hyped up the werewolves they did so the werewolves are way strong. Like they have, again, throwaway dialogue. Oh, over the centuries they evolved and now they can turn right. into wolves anytime. Right. You, they don't need the moon. They don't need the moon. The only thing they need the moon for is for them to do the initial transition. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Throwaway dialogue. Yep, that's one thing we didn't even mention. <laughs> the, the last thing I got is something that happened at the end, of, at the very, very end of the movie. It's related to the Resident Evil movie that we also covered on this podcast. And okay. we mentioned it earlier in the show. It, it has the movie trope of you get sliced up and you don't know that you're sliced up until that part of you that got sliced up falls off. Right. She kills Victor 
by picking up his sword yep. and slicing his head in half. But she, you know, Matrix move like flies over him. That was a really cool moment of her. Like she slices him and then she just kind of floats in an arc all the way to the other end of the room. Mm-hmm. That was a cool moment. That was all right. <laughs> I think that was, it looked really cool. But he has enough sense about him to stand up. He stands up and then around. grabs two more knives and like does the hella move from uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm, like, here's my swords. Say, here's my swords. And then he slowly realizes, oh, my face is going to slide off. Bye bye. And, th- and then he's dead. And then he's dead. But it's weird and it's creepy and it's just, why? Uh, that that why? movie, the movie trope there is such a weird thing. Yeah. But, you know, it's still kind of cool. It's it, it's, it's just, novel yeah. for a little while. It got overdone. They did it a lot this decade. They did it a lot. You're right. They did. You know what else came out? This year that uh, did this, Kill Bill Volume One. Yep. Yep. They did the same move, and that came mm-hmm. out the same year. Oh, what else? Uh, I mean, they kind of set this up for a sequel. So they have again a throwaway right. line where they say, "Oh, Marcus over there, he's part of the same bloodline as Michael because mm-hmm. this guy could survive the plague, and his genetic code made the first vampires." Like throwaway dialogue, uh-huh. not really explained. And then we got this other lichen who got killed by Victor yep. in, in his that chamber. Room, in his chamber, and the blood goes down. Yep, and it's going to reanimate Marcus. Marcus is reanimated with the big black eyes yeah. of this weird cr- hybrid creature. Sure. So it's just like, dun-dun, end of movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> I, and I don't remember the actual moment that that this happens, but the the music, the, 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 the score actually does a dun-dun-dun in the score. At some point, at in the some movie, point in the movie, near the end, as they as they're revealing they something, did do the they thing. did do that, Betsy. Yeah. Again, I think you're right. The script here was like a, it's, it's like a fir- like this is my first script, and mm-hmm. you just happen to be able to sell it because guess what? In 2003, you know what was hot? Vampires, werewolves, and sexy leather people. Yep. <laughs> that's, yep. That's that's how you that's how you get movies sold. You do what's hot. And it clearly made enough money to warrant several sequels. This movie was pretty damn popular. Which is so weird to me. Like, I don't get it, but we liked a lot of weird stuff in 2003. Marketing. Yeah. They marketed the hell out of this. They showed all of the cool scenes in the trailers with Kate Beckinsale. Yep. Yeah, we could do an entire week of movies just that are like from this era, like I said at the beginning, that are ripping off the Matrix. We could easily oh, yeah. fill weeks worth of episodes with that sort of content. Uh, there was even one movie that you showed me early on when we were dating. Uh, Equilibrium yep. is very, very Matrix. But the difference there, that movie is actually pretty cool. That's a pretty good movie. It's pretty cool. It's, you know over the top and ridiculous but it's christian bale it's sean bean it's tay diggs it's worth watching yeah. like if it, you're looking that's for got a matrix same, ripoff yeah. at least that one's interesting that's got some style and the, the story there is actually very interesting yeah so it's not perfect it has its problems but it's better than this trash we oh, just yeah. watched yep <laughs> yep 
All right, so that is going to be the end of this one. We watched Underworld. We are not doing the other four. This is not a series. No, (laughs) but I kind of wanted to have a palate cleanser after Twilight uh, to get that vampire taste out of our mouths. So much get, a more get a weird slight, taste. Get a slightly better version of a vampire. Whatever. I would say I enjoyed Twilight. At least there was a coherent story. <laughs> I'm not I saying it was to good. I'm just saying I wasn't bored. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Twilight. Oh, Twilight, you say? Betsy, we have one more email to read about our Twilight saga. Excellent. From Stephanie about Breaking Dawn Part 2. Okay. Again, spoilers. Spoilers for the finale of the Twilight saga. If you haven't seen it all, it's fine. Don't don't. worry about it. Just don't. (laughs) But if you want to hear about this trash, just keep on listening, I guess. From Stephanie. Don't your parents buy you a fuckhouse when you get married? I thought I'll, I thought everybody got one of those. No. No. <laughs> no, we did not get one of those when we got married. We did not. Ten, it's been almost 10 years. I think I would have known that. <laughs> uh, Renesme is a terrifying name and an even more terrifying CGI baby. So creepy. I hate her so much. <laughs> uh-huh. I do not remember Dakota Fanning chucking a kid, and absolutely will have to look that up again. It's glorious. What did you say, Betsy? I said she yeets him into the flames. She yeeted the baby into the fire. (laughs) Ah, yes. She does do that. That is an all-time great line from Betsy. You're welcome. Uh, I love Lee Pace. He is wonderful. Agreed. Uh, assembling the all-friendly vampires to stand with the Cullens is unnecessary. Mostly don't care about any of them. Agreed. They were completely useless. They're there to flesh everything out to have a big-ass army. Right. We could have cut some time from this if we didn't need to introduce 20 new characters. Yeah. Uh, I really wish that the battle had been real. I mean, what is a finale with no body count? Yeah, it was yeah. so fucking boring. Yeah. It's a big fuck you. It's a giant fuck you to the audience. Yes. And to finish up, oh, what a strange phenomenon this series was. What was happening in the world that made people flock to this in droves? Love you guys from Superfan Stephanie. I don't know. I don't know why people like it, but they do. And maybe it just started with this stuff, you know, 2000s. We had Dracula 2000 and we had Underworld and we had, you know, God knows what else. Blade. Blade. We had three of those around this time. Mm-hmm. We had so many vampires. They were very hot in the early aughts. Right. And And that kind of fueled the fire, fueled the flames that Dakota Fanning would ultimately get to yeet a baby into. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing. All of those other properties are all like the rated R shit. Yep. And you didn't have anything that was like more squeaky clean and appropriate for the young adults among us. Oh, I thought of another one. Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned is an (laughs) underrated piece of art. It's an underrated piece of garbage. (laughs) I love Queen of the Damned. It's a vampire who is awoken by rock music. (laughs) Yeah. He becomes 
a rock star and has the voice of Jonathan Davis. What's wrong with he's that? He's tired of being a vampire. He'd rather <laughs> be a megastar. Whatever. That's a different podcast for a different time. But yeah, that shit just fueled the little psyche in our millennial brains. Yes. And that just turned into, I guess, Twilight's okay. Let's do this. <laughs> well, you could casually have vampires in your fiction. And yep. that's that's what Twilight is. It is it is casual vampires. Yep. Like they don't do the things that you normally do. Nope. The Cullens do not go out and kill people. They wear sweatpants and go to high school. <laughs> that. Yes. All right. Enough vampire talk. I promise we will not be doing another vampire movie at for least a for a little while. For a little while. Or if we do, it's not an intentionally. Uh, uh, we apologize <laughs> if they just show up or something. Who knows? Again, we have no plan for this podcast. It just is what it is. So anyway, please email us like Stephanie does. You too can be a super fan. Email us at neverseenitpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, NeverSeenIt underscore pod. We will tweet out every single episode that we come across. Betsy will often tweet out some interesting tidbits and things that she comes across whenever there's anniversaries and fun facts. Yeah! You can also support the show by clicking the link in the podcast description. You can throw us a buck on Anchor. As we said earlier, we're getting divorced. Wink, wink. Give us right. your money. We have to pay the lawyers <laughs> for all of the legal fees. If that's the drama you guys are into. Because we have to make this podcast bigger. <laughs> and you can help us by supporting the show by going to that page. You can also share this with your friends. Rate us on iTunes. Rate us on Spotify. It takes just a couple of clicks. What are you waiting for? It's already in your fucking hand. You can do it. We believe in you. Yeah. Uh, but yes, that is the end of this episode. We want to thank you for listening to Never Seen It. My name is Trent. My name is always is Betsy. And we will be back to you next time with another episode. Bye.